This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You, 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 you are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers podcast. My little birds told me there was a podcast rising within the realm. As Master of Whispers, I pride myself on having ears throughout the kingdoms. I listen to the Clock Dodgers podcast as any wise man should. Subscribe. Podcasts are coming. Your words will disappear. Your house will disappear. Your name will disappear. All memory of you will disappear. My hands will never harm me. You haven't fed them in seven days. You said it yourself. They're loyal beasts. They were. Now they're starving. All right, thanks to the special guests on the intro and, of course, the 10-bell salute for everyone who's passed away this past episode. Tony, which one hurt the most? Oh, it had to be 1-1, one, one, man. He was having that little heart-to-heart moment with John. I was for sure his last word was going to be snow, and then he gets shot in the eye. You know, I thought he was like, snow, and then die. And he just gets <laughs> shot right in the eye, and... There you go. And that's Game of Thrones in a nutshell. They give you this heart-to-heart, heart-wrenching moment, and then just brutal violence. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, man. I was like, he can survive that. He can survive that. And then I seen the shot in the eye, and I'm like, <laughs> he's not going to survive that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Just, it's over. I just kept holding that hope. I'm like, oh, come on. He's a giant. He can, he can handle that. He can he can handle that. And Ah, man. That little prick Ramsey had to end that for me. But, um, yeah, man, I guess, I mean, from everything we know, he's the last of the giants, so... Um, yep. you know, so that was a tough one to deal with. Um, I, I did appreciate at least he ran through, you know, that door, like Eddie Lacey, like fat Eddie Lacey, you know, you know, <laughs> to, to finish it off at least to get John through that door. So I appreciated that, but, uh, definitely one of those characters that hurt kind of like Hodor did, you know what I mean? To see him go. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's one of them that you, you don't know how what you got till it's gone. Yep. So, but if, so if somebody doesn't make an Eddie Lacey one one meme, then the internet is still. <laughs> so we're gonna need that right away. It makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. <laughs> um, of course, we also lost uh, Rickon, which you know many eh, yeah many people have pointed <laughs> out that you know the dude didn't zig or zag. 
um, ran a straight yeah, line. Yeah, right? he just ran. <laughs> ran a straight line and just I gave it up. Think about that. Yeah, like, you see arrows flying. Move a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've seen the internet it's talking dark. about it. Every everyone's been talking about it. I'm like, they, it's terrible, man. The kid didn't, kid didn't even try it. <laughs> Them Starks, they are noble. They are great warriors. They're by all accounts fine men, but there's a stupid gene in there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in there. I mean, he de- Rickin is definitely the last one picked in dodgeball and the first one out. Because I mean. That was exactly. pathetic. There was, there was nothing in there, man. No, no athletic skills at all. <laughs> um, we also lost the uh, those masters, right? In some in a pretty sick move. So you know, um, I don't think anybody's crying about that though. Um, no, no, I didn't. It was yeah. just cool to watch Grey Worm kill some people. He's been sitting in a room for too much. Yeah, that was that was pretty badass. Nice to see him do some violence. Yeah, and then and then the last person that I mean, it just comes out the top of my head is, is of course you know the the, the prick Ramsey. Um, some sick fuck out there is ha- is sad that he died, but uh, not this guy. Um, he got his. Dinner. We love you, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just you, James. It's probably just you, but um, nah. Seriously though, I mean, like, I was happy to see him go. I love the way they did it. I mean, they could. I couldn't have thought of a better better way for them to actually end it. Um, overall, how do you feel that, that Ramsey's dead now? I mean, do you feel like you know it leaves a hole in your life, or you're like, all right, you know, we're done with that. I was glad to see Ramsey die, but part of me was sad that he's not going to be around. You know what I mean? It's almost like when you when you first lose your virginity. For the most part, you're really happy. Yeah. But part of you is kind of like, oh, it's yeah. gone. Yeah. You know? Like, I'll never get that so, back. Uh, exactly. I'll never, exactly. He was such a good character. He added so much to the show as far as just like a, a villain and somebody to hate and somebody put turn that vitriol towards. Now we just have a lot more characters left that are shade to gray besides obviously like the Night King, which I guess he's going to step up and probably for the next two seasons be the main bad. Maybe we'll see some more from him. But if we don't get any good dialogue from him, if it's just him with zombies, then it's not as interesting, you know? Yeah. Like, I really enjoy, I really enjoyed Tywin when he was around, even though he was a bastard, just because I love the scenes of somebody sitting across the desk and Tywin Lannister and him just being an evil old some bitch, you know. Like Joffrey, I hated Joffrey's guts. I found him to be an annoying little piss most of the time he was on screen. But when he would show, like when they would show the devious nature of him, it was just like it just made you want to watch him die. And now that Ramsey's dead, it's 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 like a dog chasing a car. You know, you find you chase the car, chase the car, chase the car, and then once it happens, you're like, oh well. This wasn't worth it. <laughs> exactly. So I'm just wondering kind of where, I'm wondering where the show is going to go now. What's next? Who's the next guy that I'm going to hate? Because all that's left is a lot of characters that I'm either ambivalent towards or I really like, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way as far as, you know, the Night King doesn't talk. So they, I mean, you would assume they have to give us something else besides that. So, um, yeah. so you know, so certainly, um, maybe not this season, but you know, by, by the next couple of seasons, hopefully we'll see some other, uh, some other characters stand up, you know? Um, so, so let's start this, the, the recap side of this thing here. I guess we'll just start in Marine, um, where, you know, we kind of open up with Tyrion speaking to, you know, to Daenerys, to, to, to Khaleesi and he seeming, I guess he's kind of nervous talking to her right i mean he seems like you know he doesn't know how she's gonna i guess receive what he's saying or he's trying to say like oh every, everything is fine like you know <laughs> the reason that they're attacking us is because we fixed everything you know what i mean um so he seemed yeah. he seemed a little insecure in that moment 
Um, do, do you think that, um, I mean, it seemed like, you know, it, it went pretty smooth the rest of the episode for him, but do you think she's going to keep using him kind of as her advisor and trust everything he says or? Oh uh, yeah, I do. I think that especially the, the moment that really won me over with Tyrion being her advisor wasn't him trying to explain the situation as it sits, because that was kind of difficult to explain anyway, because it, it didn't go as he had planned. It, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. think Tyrion planned on them coming back with ships. So that was hard to explain away, but the thing that really showed me that he will be a valued, valuable advisor to her, and I think showed her that, is when he was talking about her father. And oh, talking yeah. About, you know, the, the, how the Mad King died and why Jamie killed him and what he was going to do, and basically telling her, like, just because you can crush people with an iron fist doesn't mean that that's the best route. Right, that you can't just go around destroying everything. You have to try to build something and build relationships, and that's going to be Tyrion's main role. I think is kind of like a liaison to the, the houses of Westeros, to as to why they should they should join her cause and not fight against her, and to kind of show her the compassionate side of ruling it because she's got the conquering part down. Yeah, for sure, and kind of, but she's got to. He, he, no, I was gonna say he, not to interrupt you, but he kind of like helped her realize, like you know, the similarity between how she was thinking and how her father, who you know was coined the name the Mad exactly. King, you know, was acting. So, um, you know, definitely that that helped kind of open her eyes, and it seemed like um, later in the episode, you know, that helped as well, which we'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we also got to see, um, which was one of my favorite parts of the episode, even though there was so much great stuff happening in the episode, it's kind of hard to you know, pick something, but I love the, the scene with the three masters and, uh, you know, you got, you know, Khaleesi, you got Grey Worm, you got, uh, Tyrion and, uh, they all start snitching on each other, basically like, Oh, take him, take him. Yeah. I mean, this guy, he's not really one of us. And, and, uh, Grey Worm, you know, settled that pretty quickly. Uh, and, and I, and I loved everything about it, you know, the whole way it was handled. Um, you know, it almost seemed like, um, I, I'm trying to think of a way to relate it, almost like a mafia move on, on their part or something, you know, like, Kill, kill a bunch of people that one live and like go tell everybody else how you know how we do it <laughs> you know what i mean oh exactly yeah you gotta you gotta have a survivor to tell them one that you can kill them and two it kind of shows your mercy in a way you know what i mean if you don't just wipe everybody out it's okay we've been given a second chance but way to like not read a moment by those two guys that died like they're, they're talking. Oh, he's lower born. He doesn't speak for us. Well, obviously, then you're gonna they're gonna let him live. Yeah, like, you got to know your surroundings and the people you're talking to. Like saying that he's lower born is just helping him. That's not helping you at all. Like you need to keep your damn mouth shut. <laughs> yep. No one likes tattletales, man. But yeah, I love. No the, one likes that. You I said. love the hitman move that great <laughs> one pulled out. He just pulled out the two daggers. Take, took them both out at the same time. That was some video game shit. That was, yeah, that was very was, nicely done. That was some Assassin's Creed shit. Um, also, how much has the how much better is the dragons got? Way better. I mean, we 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 seen them. Uh, we seen them turn a boat basically into like a pile of wood, right? To like firewood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just I just mean the way they look, like the CGI. Oh yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. Gotten, like movie quality CGI. If you think back to like uh, last year's. The, the last episode when she was basically like riding a big rubber thing it looked like <laughs> when she was riding out of marine and to now i mean it's 10 times better and anybody that's wondered why we haven't had battles throughout the season 
they were saving the budget, people. For yeah, apparently for this episode. This episode was the big budget episode, and I was I was very taken aback by how good the dragons looked. Like they, they like I said, it was movie quality CGI. It was something you'd see in like a Marvel film or something like that. Yeah, I suppose you know they can't go cheap on it, and they want to keep getting better at it because obviously going forward it's gonna be a, you know a huge part of the show. Um, yeah. So you definitely can't you know can't screw that up. Um, but so, so I assume when, when they burned that one ship, they kept the rest, right? Because she did say, um, yeah. when, when we seen Yara and Theon, they finally made their way there. Um, you know, she said with their ships and, you know, the, the fleet that we have now, you know, the master's fleet that we left, that left behind or whatever, um, you know, we may have enough or we should have just enough. Um, so I assume they kept the rest. That's why we only seen them, you know, burning one boat to kind of send a message, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just a display of power. I think. You know, if you're sitting there on a ship and you got to think these are a bunch of slave soldiers, most likely, and you're a slave soldier and you just watch another ship burn to ashes in 10 seconds, you're going to lay down your arms. You know, like you can't really mess with them at, at that point. And then she's got two other ones. Yeah, no, yeah, not going to happen. So, yeah, it's, I think it was just a display of power. And basically, I would say most of those soldiers probably flipped over their side and then the, uh, the ships became part of her control, which is smart by her. You know, she knows she knows she needs ships. So, I mean, it was a smart move not to just burn the fleet. That yeah. kind of would have been that would have been an ignorant move. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And so, like I said, we see Theon and Yara. Um, you know, they propose. You know, their offer, like we all, you know, have had uh, assumed they would. And um, it, was, it was a pretty interesting dialogue here uh, between mm-hmm. you know Daenerys and Yara. Um, you know, a lot of people said, oh, it was kind of, you know, flirtatious, kind of sexual. Um, you know, I, I don't know if, if if everyone's kind of, you know, just joking about it or if they really think anything ever is going to happen to that. I don't, you know, predict or believe there will be, but, um, it was funny, you know, to talk about. And, um, you know, it seems like, you know, she, she is, you know, she's on the same page with them as far as, um, their, their plan. She was happy to hear, like we said before in a previous episode, that they're not there to take the, the throne. They don't care about the throne. Um, you know, it's very, yeah. very clear that they don't have that kind of ambition, um, to do all that kind of stuff, um, which they express that their uncle would, you know, that he would come there. He'd want to marry her, um, you know, uh, probably stab her in the back at some point or another, you know what I mean? So, um, I think pretty quickly, yeah. um, you know, they established that bond. Um, what did you think about the whole dialogue there about like, oh, your father was too. And, you know, what, what did you think about all that? I really liked the, the parallels that they drew between the fathers, you know, and I think that that was a, that, that's a good way to go about it. Um, Yara and, uh, Danny kind of have pretty similar parallels between each other, you know, in their, their lives, their story. I mean, obviously Danny's on a different route with it, but just both coming from, insane fathers and both having the ambition to rule and having to come overcome doubts that a woman can rule and things like that. They both have that going for them. I do think there was some sexual tension there. I don't know if that'll be played up on or if that was supposed to be kind of jokingly or what, but I mean, Yara is a flipper, you know, like she is one of those ones that I think she could talk her into it and be giving it a shot. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I like, I like the way that they delivered, you know, the, he's going to give you his big cock line very jokingly, you know, yeah. like as if he could, we respect the fact that you would turn him down immediately. You know what I mean? You yeah. wouldn't be just seduced by this wild man, you know, like they, they played it all very jokingly. Not like they even thought that it was an actual threat. 
Yeah. Because obviously, like we like we've said in the past uh, in past podcasts, he, Balon wouldn't have a chance with Danny. Not he doesn't know that because he just views her as like another woman, and he's probably you know flipped a bunch of women in his day. But we know by the character we we know with Danny that the, the thing she loves most is power. Yeah, and. She she wants to be the one in power in the relationship. That's why she's got Dario there as a little sex dog. <laughs> and um, you know, with um, the, the the only thing I guess that I I could say, you know, for for anyone who does believe there may be some kind of uh, you know, sexual thing going on between them at some point is, you know, we did, you know, th- they did make a point to tell us that she was a lesbian. Yeah, I mean, a couple episodes before, uh, you know, and she's yeah. the first lesbian that we've seen on the show. So I don't know what the whole point of that was, other than. You know, just to kind of diversify, I guess, the show. But um, you know, that's the only little inkling that I think people can hold on to if that's what they're looking forward to. But um, it, it was also funny the uh, the conversation between Theon and, and Tyrion. You know, how he said when I first met you, you know, this is how you acted, and um, you know, oh, when, yeah. when Theon said, "No, no, Yara is the one," you know, fit to be. He's like, "Yeah, that's how it should be." You know what I mean? Like Tyrion obviously wasn't a fan of the kid. You know what I mean? No, no, there was very few of the Stark boys that. Uh, Tyrion was a fan of back in season one, at least as far as I can recall. The main ones that I remember him having any kind of positive interaction between was uh, Bran after he was a cripple and um, John because he was a bastard. And Tyrion, for all of the the eunuch jokes he makes, you know, he he does have a uh, kind of a kinship with anybody that's you know lower born or a bastard or broken in some way or of a lower class because he's a dwarf, you know, and I think he probably always saw Theon the same way he probably saw Rob as kind of a pompous blowhard yeah. that was handed too much and didn't really know what it was like, and even though Tyrion's been rich, I mean, he's lived his whole life as basically the joke of his family, so even though he's very, very wealthy and he's very, very highborn, he understands the lower people's plight better than most. Exactly. I mean, it's, gonna, you know, as far as, you know, this group of people here that we have now, this, you know, they have their ships, um, every, everybody is there now in Marine, the whole, all of her people, all of her armies, everything, um, you know, we, we assume, you know, I don't know if it's the end of this season, you know, at the very finale or if it's, you know, starting our next season, but we, we assume that, you know, we'll, we'll see them taken off here at some point um, to go to King's Land, and that's the only uh, viable yeah, option yeah, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, that was, you know, we didn't, obviously, we didn't see anything about Varys. Yeah, I mean, he, he dipped off, and we still haven't seen anything about him. We didn't see anything about the Red Woman that was, you know, in Marine. Um, so, I don't know if, again, I don't know if that'll be on the finale or not, or if, um, you know, we'll have to wait till next season. I'm not sure. Um, any any idea? What do you think on that? I could see us getting, like, a dip into Marine in the finale, but I think the, the finale is mostly going to be the storylines that were, Outside of this episode, mm-hmm. you know, Kings I think Landon, we'll get a Brand. dip of Winterfell. Yeah, exactly. We'll get a dip of Winterfell, and we'll get a dip of Marine just to maybe tie something up for next season. But I don't see us like I don't see Danny sailing towards Marine or anything like that. The next episode, I think gotcha. all that's going to be set up gotcha. next season, and then eventually, probably the second half of last, next season, the last season will be all the battles and all of that. Gotcha. Now, the most epic battle scene ever i mean if you disagree let me know if you know a better battle scene than this please share it with me 
Um, but in, in my opinion, whether it's movies, whether it's TVs, um, this was the best battle scene I ever seen. Um, are you? Do you disagree with that? With anything else? Is there anything else that you know of that that competed with this? No, I mean, um, it's better than than anything this show has done. Definitely, um, I would put it up there with like you know the front line scene of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, or the um, just because like the director, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, it's the same guy that did Hard Home though, but the way he shot, what did like the one shot with um, John in the middle was very reminiscent of um, the first season of True Detective. Mm-hmm. If you remember that one shot, the like thirteen minute one shot from that season. Yeah, but yeah, definitely for just scale. And everything, yeah, is probably the best battle scene I've ever seen. It, 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 was, it was very highly intense, very reminiscent of you know a movie, like a movie battle scene. It wasn't like, oh, this is a TV show. Definitely. This is the best we can give you yeah, with our budget. Was, you know what I mean, like this was movie caliber shit. You know what I mean, yeah. It I was, mean, even if you think like, like when John was standing there, I know we're, we'll probably go through the bottle piece by piece, but when John was standing there and he saw the horses coming towards him, those those weren't CGI. That was real horsemen. That's coming crazy. towards him like that's that crazy. and that's that's the kind of thing you see in movies that's the kind of large-scale battle construction that you you don't see in television ever yeah i i don't have the stats on me at hand and anyone who's listening you know can certainly find it pretty easily but i i, I know there was some like ridiculous numbers for like how much time this took how many actors were in it you know all, oh, all this stuff there was, there was some pretty ridiculous numbers that i've seen um flowing around the internet um, but I mean, in, in short, you know, the battle, it just was so real, you know, so graphic. Um, it was just intense. You know I mean, like I, I literally, it was uncomfortable. At yeah. Like those times also, I was like, Jesus, like, I mean, then this show has kind of numbed me to that, you know, like yeah. once you see Oberyn get his head crushed and, you know, you kind of, you're kind of a little dead inside, but yeah, this, it was there was uncomfortable uncomfortable moments. I was like, God, I don't even know if I should be watching this. Yeah, I mean, so okay, so let, let, let's kind of you know break down the battle a little bit. I mean, obviously, um, you know, it started with Ramsey, um, you know, playing a game with uh with with John with John's emotions because he knew how John was, and, and even before that. Um, you know, they came out on horses to kind of talk to each other before, you know, the day before the fight. And John was like, we could just end this right now. Just me and you, you know, thousands don't have to die. But obviously, you know, Ramsey knew he wasn't, you know, built for that. Um, and, oh, yeah, and yeah, it was funny. Yeah. And it was funny in, in the preparation for the battle. Um, you know, Santa's like, you know, you didn't ask me anything. I know him more than all of you. And, you know, you don't understand, mm-hmm. you know, what this guy's capable of. Um, she kind of got her redemption, which we'll, we'll get to, you know, in, in a minute here. But, um, so leading into the battle, Ramsey starts with a game. I instantly. think, um, if I could just, yeah, yeah, go ahead. If I could touch on that, that part from it. Um, one, I think Sansa was being a little petulant. You know, I think if during the meeting she had spoke up, uh, they wouldn't have, sh- like, shushed her. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's a kid being pissed off that he didn't answer the question because they weren't asked to, you know, so yeah. it shows still a little bit of her immaturity and a little bit of her petulance. And the, um, the thing that I really liked with, uh, when, when John was talking about Ramsey and all his men won't fight for him, if they find out he won't fight, John's thinking of this through a nobility standpoint of why my men follow me. You know, John, men follow him because he's a leader he will be on the front lines he will put his life on the line 
the same as he expects you to put yours on the line. Ramsey's men follow him out of fear. They follow him because they'll be flayed and burned if they don't. So right. that was a huge mistake in and of itself by John to completely misread that. And I, I love the scene with him, the, them two talking, you know, and John kind of punking him out. As a viewer, I enjoyed that. But for him to think that would actually give him a strategic advantage was very naive on his part. Yeah, and, and, and responding to you on that, n- number one, I, I agree with you on Sansa because even when he asked her, what would you like me to do, she didn't give him anything. Um, so yeah, so that was already... Yeah, she was kind of petty. And then, you know, with with John, um, and, and we've seen this multiple times now where, um, you know, like you said, he, 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 he plays that nobility card, he plays the honor card. Um, it, are, are we seeing, like, a a lack of, like an adaptive behavior from John? Like he doesn't adapt. Does he not grow from each instance, do you think? Or do you think he will grow from that? I think it's just kind of the, the way he was raised and the, the nature of his house. You know, you look at like the difference between him and say like a Jamie. I think the Lannisters were more raised to be, you win at all costs, no matter what. Right. You know, it, it doesn't matter how you get there. It only matters that you win. Whereas the Starks were more raised that, if you don't win the correct way, then you didn't win, you know, and, right. and they all come up from that kind of standpoint, you know? And so I, I think that that really is the downfall of them. It was the downfall of Ned. It was the downfall of Rob. It was the downfall. I mean, for Rob to go into the phrase and trust them, even with the, you know, the, the ritual that you don't kill people. If you break, uh, I think it's bread and salt to, something like that. But if you, if basically if you accept the guests into your house and you feed them and clothe them, you won't kill them for him to believe that the phrase would hold by that. And to go into a man's house that he knows had to be severely pissed off at him. Chose his naive naivety and the, the, his, they almost use this kind of noble nature as a crutch. Yeah. And it will ultimately be the downfall if they cannot surpass that, if they cannot learn to fight dirty, and if they can't learn to be conniving and backstabbing and things like that. The, the people around them will do this. Right. So it's either you live or die by your morals. Basically. Right. And so we've seen the Stark men have this issue, but we're starting to see the Stark women not have that issue. Would you agree? Yeah, they're straying off a little bit, definitely. <laughs> they're they're doing the opposite, right? They're adapting. They're doing dirty shit when it's when it's called for. Um, so it's interesting to see that the women are you know make turning that page and 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 the men don't. Um, I mean, we'll we'll see what we get you know from this next episode. Like you said, we may just dip into it a little bit, but um, it was also interesting. Um, last thing before we get into the fight itself was him, um, you know, telling Melisandre, "If I die again, don't bring me back." Yeah, you know I mean. Um, Again, a lot of people, you know, ask him, what does he mean? Like, you know, what what, what does he mean by that? You know what I mean, is he still not having confidence? Does he just not want to be alive if he dies again? Like, you know, if he's still questioning his meaning, you know, for being brought back the first time, um, you know, so that was an interesting scene. Did, did you get anything out of that scene at all that you really think that was important or was just kind of, you know, John reflecting type of thing? Yeah, I think it was just John kind of, um, maybe John part of him believes that he's an abomination. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think probably more of that was supposed to be for us to even realize even more that John has a bigger role to play because her response to that was, I- "I'm going to, I have to do what the Lord of Light commands. He has right. a bigger role for you." Blah blah blah. So it was even, I think, to 
to display his importance to the show even more. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, and maybe to toy with us a little bit that maybe John will die again, you know, because she did give him the line that maybe you were brought back just to die here today. <laughs> yeah. So m- maybe it was supposed to be that, like, oh, he can die, he can't die, which no part of me thought he was going to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was just, that was just one outcome I did not think was going to happen. But it's Game of Thrones, so most of the time the outcomes you don't think are going to happen, happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I, and I love the line when he said, what kind of guy would do that? And she's like, the one we got. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, exactly. But I, I was going to ask you, actually, before we got into this fight here, so you never thought for one second that he was going to die? No, no. The, I can't um, lie, the closest man. Thing that, I was worried. The closest time that I was I was worried about him was the, the suffocating thing. Like oh, yeah. That, like, it's like, John, John's not going to go out this way. You know, like, but... I, and I know this show will kill anybody and you get a problem if you're just constantly killing anybody, everybody. I mean, if this had played out that John dies, Sansa dies and Ramsey wins, then what are we watching? You know what I mean? Like, why are we so invested in this show? Why do we enjoy this show so much? If constantly we're just being kicked down and kicked down, you'll take it so much. But when it gets to the point that everybody that you're rooting for loses and everybody that you hate is standing tall, it just becomes unenjoyable television. So never mind the fact that John was, it is a central figure in the overarching storyline of this show. Just to watch him die at the hands of Ramsey, I think would have turned off way too many viewers to the show. Right, so that 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 creates an interesting um, angle because obviously, you know, especially me and you, uh, we always complain about shows that don't kill or or threaten to kill main characters. Like we know, mm-hmm. you know, certain shows won't do that, right? Um, so obviously, you know, this show is proving that there's also a point where you don't want to cross it either, as far as killing main characters, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, it just becomes redundant. It's just, it's like I said, it's just why are we watching the show? Why are we invested in these characters if they're all just going to die anyway? Yeah, and Game of Thrones has done well at balancing just, that. Yeah, and it's it's done enough to this point to make you believe that any main character could die. So, like, could John die by the end of this show? Definitely, a hundred percent. Did I think he was going to die on this episode at the hands of Ramsey? No. If John dies, it's going to be at the hands of the Night King. It's going to be sacrificed himself. It's going to be something way bigger than a battle for the North against Ramsey Bolton. Right. That suffocation scene was brutal, though, man. I was like, oh, this is oh, <laughs> this is rough to yeah, watch. I'm a, I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little claustrophobic, man. It was making me uncomfortable. <laughs> like the whole way that it was shot and the POV, and like you see everything getting darker. Like I was getting the air sucked out of me, you know. So that definitely pulled me in like the, the directing on this episode was sublime if the guy that did this episode doesn't end up directing a war movie in the next two years then hollywood is fucked up absolutely just, <laughs> with what he's done with this this epi- this episode and hard home i don't know what else you need on your resume no that, that's 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 you know as good as a resume as it gets i mean you know at points during that battle i was thinking like dude am i gonna fucking die watching this like it was intense, yeah. dude. I was like, am I going to have a heart attack right now? Is my, is my chest hurting? You know what I mean? Like, is my arm going numb? Oh, man. It, it was it was intense, man. And, you know, I mean, they did everything well. I mean, you know, everything. Everything just seemed so real. 
um, you know, the horses, the arrows, you know, just raining down from the sky, which... Uh, you know, it didn't seem like a really good idea, in my opinion, because it seemed like the arrows were killing everybody, right? Not like it was killing your own people at the same time. I guess he had so many people, it didn't matter. Um, Ramsey had so many more people, I guess. But it just seemed like a terrible idea, you know, to keep raining down arrows like that. Um, you know, well, that's that's um, kind of medieval war plans. Is you send out because like you you always have your ranks for a reason. A lot of times your ranks are according to class, you know. So like back in like. Um, maybe more ancient times or, uh, when slavery was more common, your ground level troops would be your slaves, your cavalry would be your, your citizens, and then your archers would be your citizens. So you'd send the slaves out first, you'd rain down arrows, and then you'd send cavalry behind them. We did it for a long time in this country with black troops. You know, we, we used to do the exact same thing. We would send black troops out in areas and then bomb them. Like, this is a very well-known army technique. Right. Is that you send foot soldiers out to take some people time to to lure the enemy out, and then you rain, you rain fire upon them, and then you go in behind them with a stronger force to kind of clean up. So it was... I like that, given that this was Ramsey's last stand, that they showed how cunning he is and really how smart he was. Because, like, what he did with Rickon was genius. Yeah. He knew that he knew that with them having the smaller force that John would try to get him to come forward. They would try to gain some kind of defensive ground. And he knew if he sent Rick on out there, that John would come and his troops would follow. And they played directly into his hands. So, I mean, it was for, for all of Ramsey's faults and his, you know, his abrasiveness and his, uh, over eagerness and his, uh, just from like a, not, not his other faults, just from like a military strategic military strategic standpoint that he showed that he had with his dad, he definitely outthought John every step of the way this episode. Oh, for sure. I mean, any anyone who, you know, it, you know, is not a fan of Ramsey, it's understandable. But as far as his military um, expertise, he, he, he did a hell of a job. I mean, if, if you think about it, um, without the help that came late from the veil, um, mm-hmm. John and them were dead. I mean... There's, oh yeah, they're de- they're done. Yeah, the bail doesn't come in. Yeah, there's no there's no question about it. So that would have been the end of John. Period. Um, which, you know, kind of jumping around here with the, with the veil, um, I, I guess you could say Littlefinger literally saved all their lives. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He he literally saved everybody's life yep. there. Um, which, you know. You know, in in the letter Sansa sent, she did say you will be rewarded. Um, in the preview, I assume for the next episode, um, you know, he mentions like, "What do you think I was ask going to ask for?" Um, which which leads mm-hmm. us to a pretty good question. Um, what do you think he was going to ask for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sansa. <laughs> Sansa. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's the. Yeah, she's already. She's already been to flowers, so I guess she's free game now. Uh, <laughs> so gross. He's like twice her age. But yeah, I think um Ramsey's definitely gonna use that to his advantage that uh he saved their lives. Like the it was the right move from uh, from uh, from Littlefinger, not Ramsey. It was the right move from Littlefinger this whole time and it was the reason that I thought that this was gonna be the way it played out. Like this episode didn't have a lot of like twists and turns for me. A lot of it played out how I thought it was going to. But it was still like, it was extremely enjoyable. Yeah. But um, I always thought this was the point because if he comes in to Ramsey's force and helps them wipe out the rest of the people, well, we had this anyway, dude. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't play 
the same way. Now he can use it with the people who are running the North that I saved your life. Now you owe me. Whereas if it would have been with Ramsey, it was like, well, I, I took out like 20 dudes that were left for you. <laughs> you you owe me those 20 guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he just wouldn't have the kind of leverage that he now has over, over John and Sands. And I'm really curious to see how Sands is going to play this. I saw, I've seen some complaining kind of around the internet that, you know, when, when they were arguing over troops that Sansa didn't tell him that uh, Littlefinger was coming. Yeah. People being like, oh, why didn't you tell me? My theory on that is is that she didn't know right, whether or not Littlefinger was going to come. She just sent the raven out. She wasn't sure up until probably the point that they met up with her that he was going to come. So if she tells John, hey, no, we have more troops. I've got I sent a raven to, you know, Robin Aaron and uh, Littlefinger, and they're going to come help us. And then they don't. John would have played that whole battle differently. You know what I mean? He right. would have planned everything out differently, knowing that he has these contingent forces that are going to come up. And then if he plays that ba- that battle like he has these extra forces and he doesn't, then they all get wiped out. I don't think that that's guilt that Sansa wanted to deal with. So that's kind of my theory on that as to why she never never told him that she has extra forces and she didn't know that she did. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that. Cause people were trying to blame her saying she messed up, but, um, mm. the girl saved your life guys. Come on. <laughs> and, um, exactly. and, and so, you know, like I said, you know, we, you know, he saved their lives at what cost? Um, I have no clue. Um, I don't know if he becomes the enemy. I don't know if, if she does, you know, do whatever he wants. I mean, we've seen her, you know, play Ramsey here. So, you know, a little finger to me, I, I, you know, from the games he's played, he's worse, but, um, she's, you know, she's seeming a little more capable of handling herself. So we'll, we'll see what happens here. Um, yeah, she might be able to use the fact that he's in love with her kind of against, against him. him. You yeah. know what I mean? And that might ultimately lead to little fingers downfall. Yeah. I don't, I don't think little finger has a huge role to play. And what we know is the bigger storyline. So I could see maybe that leading to where, it's basically him being done, and they still control the the Vale forces, you know. Absolutely. And so, how, how does I mean? How, so you know, now that they have Winterfell. Um, I mean, they don't have a lot of soldiers there or nothing, right? I mean, it's just kind of. I mean, the Vale obviously isn't no, going to stay there. Um, so. I would assume that they probably, like like a lot of people would do in that time, you know, like Danny probably has. And, you offer the prisoners to either take up arms for me or remain prisoners. You know, we even saw this with, you know, um, season two, I think it was, when we first met Jacquin in uh, Hall. He was originally a prisoner there, and next thing you know, he's a guard because right. they took the more capable right. man and said, you can, you can work for us or you can remain a prisoner. So I'm assuming they do that so they would have some of the Ramsey, the Ramsey men, that are, uh, the Bolton men that are left. They would have some of the cars stuck in the Umber men that are left. So they would still have those forces. Um, a look, it looked like a lot of the wildling force got wiped out. Uh, obviously, 1-1. One, one, you, know, you don't have a giant no more. That sucks. Why'd you have to bring <laughs> it up again, man? That would have that come in handy. One thing I want... Why doesn't 1-1 one, one have like a big-ass sword? Yeah, he had no weapons at all. Or like a... Or like a or like a great, or like a tree. Like 1-1 one, one could have just grabbed a tree out of the ground. And then when he's standing in the middle of all those dudes, he could have just swiped at him with a tree. Yeah, I, I, I took them all out. I was you know a little, what I mean? Like, I, I wonder why he didn't have a big weapon. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I was a little upset with his effort there, man. I'm like, dude, come on. They're all like yeah. poking these swords at you. Just start kicking them. Do something. Like you're just standing there yeah, like waving your hands around yeah. and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I would have. I, I, can't we just get a giant just smashing dudes with a giant hammer? Like, can't nice. we just see this? I just want to see that happen. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we could have used a, you know, a weapon or two. That would have been nice for him, but... Who knows, man? I think it's the end of the Giants, but it'd be cool to, you know, some weird stuff happens and we see one, but it doesn't seem like it. Um, and I guess I'm trying to think if there's anything else really significant. Oh, oh, something I wanted to ask you, which I didn't I didn't see covered in the episode at all. Um, did the Karstark guy die or no? The leader of the Karstarks. I forget his first name. Uh, Yeah, I don't. Because we've, we've, we've seen the Umber, we've seen the Umber, we've seen Umber die, we've seen yeah, Ramsey die. Yeah, was killed by Tormund. Yeah, Tormund straight bit his throat out. See, that's that fighting dirty. You don't fight like a nobleman. <laughs> <laughs> you got to fight dirty, man. Um, yeah, I don't recall seeing him specifically die. There's probably somebody yelling at the their phone right now that we're both idiots. But <laughs> it's possible. Either we're both idiots, or he could be a prisoner or something. Maybe I don't know, but I didn't. Yeah, something. Yeah, maybe he's a prisoner. Like. Wherever the hell he is, he's not long for this world. Uh, <laughs> he'll, uh, them dogs will get hungry in a few days. Exactly. <laughs> he'll be next. Exactly. That was one person that I did think was going to die was, was Tormund. Like, I thought he was really a goner right before he ripped out Small John's throat. Yeah. I thought, like, he he was going to eat it, and then John was going to have to take him out and then, then move on. But what a poetic ending to Ramsey. There could not have been a more perfect ending to that man's life. It couldn't have been better. Dying by hounds. It couldn't <laughs> have been better. I loved every second of it. You know, I love I, I love the uh, the dialogue between them. Um, I thought the the line mm-hmm. you know was pretty important. Uh, which um, you know when when she said um, when he said you know they're they're loyal to me and she said you know they were loyal. They're starving now. Um, I feel like that yep. that line can be used in so many things. You know what I mean? As far as oh, yeah, just in definitely. life in general, you could apply it to the show, to life, um, to anything. Um, you know, pe- people are as loyal um, as you know, as long as it you know benefits them. You know what I mean, as soon as things stop yeah, benefiting them, them, then the loyalty you know the loyalty tends to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah, even think back to season two when when the people were kind of rioting at Joffrey and they were all throwing food at him and things like that. And Joffrey was calling them all uh, traitors to the crown and things like that. And Tyrion smacked them and said, they're starving, you idiot. You know, you don't, you don't mess with anybody when they're, when they're starving. Exactly. Like that's when they're desperate, you know, and that, that was definitely, I loved how they had um, Sansa kind of start to turn away and then want to watch it. You know what I mean? Like she, when the dog initially started eating his face, his face, she kind of turned away from the disgustingness of it, but yeah. she wanted to see it. And that shows that she's growing from this little girl that would have been, you know, distraught by having to witness such violence to wanting to see this man suffer. Exactly. Yeah. She, 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 that's what I'm saying, man. She's, She's developing, man. She's adapting. She's changing. Like her, her role is adjusting. You know what I mean? And, and like I said, other people's um, aren't, but but hers definitely is. <laughs> um, and, and I mean that you know that's the scene they leave us on, which was you know a powerful moment. It was the moment everybody was waiting for. You know, from the beginning of the show, everyone wondered how's he gonna die. You know what I mean, is John gonna kill him? Is Sansa gonna mm-hmm. kill him? 
Um, I thought it was pretty cool, you know, when uh, Ramsey was shooting the arrows and, you know, John's blocking them and gets up in there and knocks oh, yeah. them out. It was all, you know, it was all well done. So uh, definitely some good stuff. Is there anything else that you could think of about the episode itself that we didn't cover as far as recapping goes? Anything else? Any no, big moments? I think we, I think we hit about all the points on it. All right, cool. So let's, just, let's yeah, overall, I mean, it was a, just an amazing episode. Like episode nine always delivers with Game of Thrones. Yeah. This one did not, did not drop the ball at all. And, and, and the Outstanding key, television. The, the key thing, like you said, even if everything happened that we expected, it was masterfully done. Yeah. I mean, it's just beautiful. Exactly. Everything was awesome. The dialogue was awesome. The scenes were awesome. Every, everything they couldn't have, you know, perfected it anymore. Um, you know, typically we do a, a final prediction. You know, for the next episode, uh, we kind of made that one last week. Um, do you, are you sticking to your guns on that? Do you have anything different to add to that as far as your prediction for the final episode? No, that's that's it. I think okay. I think we leave with King's Landing burning to the ground. Okay, cool. Yeah, we both stick to those guns. Then, um, what I want to do now to to end the episode is basically foul or no foul. But I want to kind of do it uh, sort of like a rapid fire kind of. I got like like 10 or 11 of them I want to throw at you so you don't have to, you know, we, okay. don't, we, we don't have to go crazy in depth on them, but just kind of get the answers out because I just want to throw a bunch of them at us. Um, all right, so all let's right. do that. All right, cool. The The first statement, three people die in the finale, foul or no foul? Uh, no foul. No foul? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think at least, if, if my whole theory holds true about King's Landing, I think at least three people die in that. I say no foul also, and I agree with you. Um, number two, uh, Daenerys has a lesbian relationship with Yara. Foul or no foul? Uh, foul. I think there will continue to be some sexual tension. I think they might even like be more outright with Yara's desire for Daenerys, and I think Daenerys will use that more to her advantage than she'll actually act on it. So um, I think foul. Foul as well. I agree with you. Uh, number three, Sansa will marry Littlefinger. Foul or no foul? Foul. That's just gross. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, you know, just off of, you know, like you said, age, looks, um, I'll throw a foul out there too, but it won't be crazy to me if it happens. I won't be shocked. Um, that His facial hair is does scream pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be shocked. Um, number four, the mountain is killed in the finale. Foul or no foul? Uh, no foul. He's one of the people I think dying in King's Landing. Okay, so perfect. He's not leaving since he's died. And, okay, perfect. So yeah. uh, number five, uh, we see Tower of Joy scene on the finale. Foul or no foul? I'm going to switch my answer and say foul. I just don't know that we're going to get that answer this season, unfortunately. All right. I say, I say um, I'm going to go with mm, no foul. I, I, I kind of hope we do. So I'm going to say no foul. Um, number six, Bran reaches the wall on the finale. Foul or no foul? Uh, foul. I don't think he's going to go beyond the wall. I think most of his training is going to take place inside of the wall. Yeah, I, I agree on this. We get some kind of, you know, speed, more of that speed stuff going on here. You know, things speed up ultra fast. Um, I don't think he'll be ready to yeah. go there either yet. Uh, number seven, we will see the Brotherhood Without Banners on the finale episode. Uh, no foul. Yeah, I could see us seeing them and kind of seeing where they're going next with the Hound. Definitely, yeah, I think that'll happen. 
All right, I agree. Uh, number eight, um, arrows in war used how Ramsey used them just really did no good. You kind of answered that already, um, but foul or no foul as far as uh, the Ramsey arrow technique? No foul. It was extremely effective. <laughs> as many of his troops as they took out, they took out they took out that many wildlings. So yeah, it was definitely effective. It wasn't right, but it was effective. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go the opposite way. I think, um, it could have been done better without using all that. I think kind of like Davos said, like, ah, this is worthless. You know, we're just going to kill our own guys. But again, mm. he said that in, a, in a, from a view of they have less guys, I guess. So I can see, you know, both ways. Yeah, um, exactly. That's only a move you can do if you have the numbers advantage. Yeah. Um, so I guess, uh, no foul for Ramsey. It would have been a foul for, <laughs> for the other side. Um, <laughs> number nine, uh, Brienne of Tarth will run into the hound in the finale. On her way back, maybe to you know to Winterfell, maybe she'll bump into them. You know the Brotherhood without banners. Do you think it happens? Foul or no foul? I'm gonna say no foul. I actually like that. I could see them her meeting up with them and maybe telling them all to to come north with the you know maybe use the Red Priestess as a selling point to Thoros and Eric. Yeah, I'm gonna say no foul. I yeah, that happen. I hadn't thought about that. Before yeah, I, it. I thought about it, man. I thought about it. I said no foul because that's what I wanted to happen, man. That's why I threw that out there. See if you're going to jive along with my uh, little prediction without actually saying it with my prediction. Um, the number 10, I have, um, you, okay, foul or no foul, Sansa is pregnant with Ramsey's baby. Oh, foul. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think we're going to be getting any medieval abortions on this show. <laughs> and having another bolt, that's just, that's just fucked up. That's yeah. too wrong. Yeah, foul. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't want it to happen. So I'm going to say foul just off of uh, karma here. Um, and the last one I'm going to throw at you is never wait seven days to feed your dogs. Foul or no foul? No foul. Better feed them bitches every day. <laughs> Better feed them, man, because we see what happens. We see yeah. what happens, man. Loyalty. You rather feed them or you become the food. <laughs> exactly. Loyalty turns to hunger, turns to you dying. So... That is a no foul. <laughs> All right, man. I mean, we recapped the episode. Um, I'm trying, I was trying to, again, I was trying to think if there was anything else that we left out that we could have covered. I can't think of anything. Um, you know, it, it, the fact that it was such a crazy episode, it, it's weird because it was a great episode, but it was just like two scenes as far as, you know, where we were at, basically. You know what I mean? So it wasn't oh, like, yeah. we yeah. weren't bouncing all over the place. So it's easier to, you know, to cover the episode just because it was just two spots, really. Um and, and like I said, you know, next week, you know, it's the finale. We don't expect it to be as, I, I mean, it could be. Everyone says number nine is, you know, the, the, the best episode. Um, but don't don't sell number 10 short, though. You know what I mean, episode 10 is always still oh, going to be. I think, yeah, I think we're still going to get a bunch. I mean, if you think last season, number 10 is where John died, you know. So, whereas number nine was always the penultimate episode and number 10 was shooting dudes along. There, there's not enough real estate left for them to, just be like, oh well, this is kind of where everybody's going next, you know. Like, I don't, I don't think that's going to be. I think we're going to be left with more questions than, oh, this person's going here, this person's going there. It's going to be more, holy shit, what's going to happen now? What's right. this person going to do? What's that person going to do? And, and I'm sad, man. I mean, episode, uh, episode ten is coming upon us. The season goes too quick. 
Yeah, it does, man. It's it, it's definitely too quick when it's a show this good. And, and you know, me and you have already discussed it. You know, we'll do an episode for number 10, of course, for the finale. But we're also going to do a couple more maybe after that or at least one after that yeah. as far as covering, you know, the whole season in one shot. Kind of, you know, talk also maybe an episode going forward. Or we could do it on the same episode. But we're definitely going to have a, at least a couple more maybe, um, you know, besides the finale. Uh, and then also, of course, uh, Geeky Bugle. May have some stuff up there as far as Game of Thrones during the uh, you know time while we're waiting for the show to come back, um, and there may be some other articles um, besides Geeky Bugle that you know interplay uh, Game of Thrones stuff. So there's there's still gonna be tons of Game of Thrones stuff going around. So um, just because oh, the yeah, show I'll ends, never, what was that? I don't know about you, but I read as many message boards during the off season as I do during the season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm constantly. Looking for looking for info on it. Got to get my fix in every week. You know, <laughs> I basically treat it like like fancy football or something. You know I mean like I never stop really. Exactly. It's just kind yep. of constantly yep. no off season. <laughs> constantly throwing a couple pieces of wood in the fire to keep it going. So um, we'll we'll continue to do that here. You know, at Clock Dodgers. So you don't have to worry about that. Yep. Um, again, this is us signing off. Let them know again where to find you, man. As always, I'm at Reimer As on Twitter. R e i m e r a s and I'm Mr. Me6 on the FLF. All right. You guys know the handles for Clock Dodgers, at Clock Dodgers, Instagram and Twitter, clockdodgers at gmail.com. If you have any questions, any foul or no fouls, anything that you think we should put in here, let us know. Um, next episode for the finale, we will likely have a guest on with us, um, whether it's for the whole episode or just for you know an end, you know the end back end of it. We don't know, but um, we'll definitely have a guest or two on with us at some point or another. Um, clockdodgers.com for anything else updates content news articles check it out um and of course don't forget subscribe to the podcast don't just listen to it download it subscribe it leave a review um that's how you get new people here so you know help us out with that share it with everyone you know and um that's really it man signing off as always be kind be great keep dodging we're out Thank you for listening. Don't forget to stop by clockdodgers.com and follow us on Twitter.